Part One of the Fates of the Princess of Dovard by Kenneth Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The three branches of the bringing in of it, namely the sovereignty of Anun, one, the Council of the Immortals. In the old antique ancient times, it happened to the immortal kindred to be taking counsel and considering among themselves in the house of Hu Gadarn in the Widfer Mountain in Wales. Hu had called them together on account of a matter that was on his mind at that time. As to who Hu Gadarn was, should any one have heard no tidings about him and about his power and fame and sovereignty over the gods and the Cymri? He was the one that was supreme over both those races. He had led them out of the summer country into the island of the mighty ages before, and tamed Nunyo and Paibio, the exalted oxen, and with them accomplished the ploughing of the whole island and the destruction of the affange of the Lake of Floods. Whenever it seemed fitting to Hugh Gadarn to be born among men, he would take no name nor title but the name and title of the Emperor Arthur and from that alone it may be known what dignity he had. With Hugh the Mighty in the council were Math Fab Mathunui, the enchanter, and Tudain Tadawan, the arch-druid of the gods. Keridwen Ren Hugh was there, the queen and mother of the world. There also were the three disciples of Math, Gofanan, Amaithan, and Gwydion, the three magnanimous sons of Don. Gofanan was the chief of the smiths, and a mythen of the husbandmen while as for gwydion he was unequalled even among the immortals for laughter and for narrating stories and no subtlety of wisdom would ever be concealed from him their sister ariandrod of the silver wheel who declares fates and destinies and donren herself the three primitive bards of the island of the mighty the defined disciples of tadawen plenard sunbright and alown with the harp and Gurungawa, the heartner of heroes, Idrisgawa, the marshal of the stars, and Einigan the giant, and Nefethnath Nephion, prince of the sea, Menu, the son of the three shouts, and Mabonad Modron, and Modron Ren herself, and Mal and Ruthgok, Ren, the Wared, war queen. None of them were absent, so far as is known. They were a peerless tribe, a family to be praised and lauded and honoured, flaming-bodied even the least of them august and beautiful it was they who preserved the beauty of britain and the valour and modesty and truthfulness and wisdom of the race and kindred of the cymru in the ancient days what they were considering will be made known in the length of the story should any desire and have patience to seek for it the end of the council was this conversation taking place between them as far as stags are concerned said the son of Mathanui. If one were needed for this work, I could put the guise of a stag on any one. The peculiarities of my wand would be enough for that. Who is there that would desire to have it put on him? said Hugh the Mighty. I know the road from Dufford into the underworld, said Gwydion Abdon. It would be nothing but a day of pleasure to me to have hounds pursuing me from dawn to dusk. The gods laughed. Let it be so, Lord Brother, said Hugh Gadarn. That evening a splendid many-antlered stag stood forth in the moonlight on the southern slope of the Witfa, and took his way southward, cantering lordlily. 
before dawn he had covered the whole length of wales from the north to the south so speedy he was and when the dew was at its brightest on the bracken he was watching for hounds from a fern brake in glencuch by clu in diarwood in dovard end of part one